Welcome, and thank you for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most merciful God, we thank you for your word, and we ask that your word will speak to us in a meaningful way. We also ask help in interpreting your word correctly. Please allow your word to reveal your will to us, as well as reveal your Son to us. We ask that your word fans the flames of our faith and increases our wisdom and better prepares us for your humble service. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You ever wondered why the Bible is important and is it relevant? And the answer is, with the help of the Holy Spirit, it will guide you and me into all truth. And we all certainly need truth. All right, another question. Did Jesus intend for his church to be denominational? And to expand on that, did Jesus intend for each denomination to have a host of affiliations? I'm blessed to have many friends. Some are Catholic, Episcopalian, Methodist, some are Baptist, Presbyterian, on and on. And of course, I have many friends in the Lutheran Church. I, I may be very naive, but dang, don't we all worship the same God? Years ago, I was asked by someone what denomination I was affiliated with. I said I grew up Presbyterian, and before I could say... I am now Lutheran. They asked me, what affiliation of Presbyterian are you? I honestly didn't know how to answer that other than I'm part of the church that believes in Jesus Christ. I really didn't know what else to say. And today, with all the many denominations we have and the ever-increasing affiliations with each denomination, it really makes me wonder, why so many? I know I may be stepping on some toes here, and I certainly don't intend to. But if we all serve the same God and Lord and Savior, why in the world do we have so many differences? Is it ideology, doctrine, or theology? Is it the way we were raised? Is it because of our political affiliation? You know, I ask all these questions with sincerity, but I also acknowledge that I may be very naive at times, and I have been accused of that. Possibly and probably it boils down to how we interpret things, interpretation. With so many denominations and religions, how can we really tell which ones are true and which ones are false? Well, thanks be to God we have an answer for that. And the answer lies in what traditionally was a black leather-bound book known as the Bible. Of course, today, there are many shapes and sizes of the printed Bible, as well as online Bibles you can access over your phone, your computer, and your tablets. If it were merely an instruction manual, you could flip through the table of contents and look for clues that might, ask, might give you answers to any number of questions. However, it, it is not an instruction manual, but it's a story. It is a story of a loving creator God who formed a covenant with humanity. 
but humanity did not live up to its part of the covenant relationship. Humanity, that's you, that's me. Tempted in the Garden of Eden, fell prey to evil. We did not trust God enough to provide for us, and we, in essence, wanted to become our own God. The Bible is a story of a loving God that will stop at nothing as evidenced by the death of his son Jesus on the cross, to restore the original covenant relationship with humanity. It is not a short story and can be difficult to comprehend and understand. Our pastor at St. Paul's Lutheran, Tony Metz, has always made it very clear how important it is to interpret Scripture correctly. It stands to reason, since we are imperfect human beings, we will not be able to perfectly interpret Scripture. However, it is our duty to use all available resources to interpret Scripture to the best of our ability. We should never add to Scripture, take away from Scripture that doesn't suit us, or put a political spin on it. The Bible claims many times to be the written Word of God. The Old Testament Scriptures were accepted and actually used and quoted by Christ and the apostles. And they viewed them as being divinely inspired and completely infallible. Jesus said, The scriptures cannot be broken or set aside. This came from the Psalms. And Jesus quotes the Psalms. It's actually Psalm 82.6, and he quotes them quite often. But in the next reading from John, chapter 10, verses 31 through 39, Jesus actually quotes Psalm 82, verse 6. Here is the reading. Again, his Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any good work, they replied, but for blasphemy because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I have said you are gods. If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and scripture cannot be set aside, what about the one whom the Father set apart as his very own and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy? because I said I am God's son? Do not believe me unless I do the works of my Father. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works, that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I in the Father. Again they tried to seize him, but he escaped their grasp. Now, in the New Testament, Jesus promised his apostles that the Holy Spirit, or advocate, will teach you all things. Now, in all of these readings today, most of them come from the book of John, one from Revelation, um, and one of Paul's at the end. <clears throat> They're speaking to ancient people. They're speaking to people 2,000 years ago, but they're also speaking to you and me. Just keep that in mind as you hear the words. This first reading comes from John, the book, uh, book of John, chapter 14, verses 25 through 26. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you.
And also in the book of John, chapter 16, verses 12 through 15, Jesus tells his disciples they will be guided into all the truth by the Holy Spirit, and you and I will be as well. Here is that reading. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. And now in the final verses of the final book of the Bible, which is Revelation, John reinforces the importance of not adding to or taking away from God's Word. This reading comes from chapter 22, verses 18 through 21. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life in the holy city, which are described in this scroll. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. And now I know I mentioned earlier that we have many resources available to us, and it's incumbent upon us to use those, and it helps in our understanding and interpretation of, of Scripture. But the most important thing we do when reading Scripture is pray for understanding, prayerfully asking for discernment, and guidance before and after reading Scripture will invite the Holy Spirit to activate God's Word and guide us into all truth. God's Word truly is a beautiful, unified story that leads to Jesus. I've shared this with you in the past, but I'll, it's worth sharing again. These are some thoughts from a blog written by Courtney Resig, and I quote, the preaching of God's Word on Sundays does its work in the lives of His people. It might seem small and pointless. It might seem slow and like growth isn't happening. It might seem monotonous and routine. It might even seem like foolishness to the outsider looking in, but it works. Slowly but surely, as the preached Word goes forward, God's people are strengthened, equipped, and challenged in their faith. It might not happen in a birth of growth, but it surely happens over a lifetime of faithful hearing. The same is true for us personally. Ordinary faithful time spent in God's Word is never for naught. The deposits of Scripture that we make in our own life through personal Bible study will be used by God when we are drawing on the reserves. We will never be overdrawn. There may come a day when we have nothing to deposit into the bank account of our mind and hearts. But God's word we have deposited over a lifetime 
will protect us from bankruptcy. The deposits are doing something, even when they are small and we can't see their outcome, end quote. Now, I invite you to share this podcast with someone that could use a deposit of God's Word into the account of their minds and hearts. You never know what might grow out of the sharing of God's Word, but I guarantee you that God knows. I would encourage and invite you to worship on a regular basis and abide in God's Word every day. If you do, you will certainly be living into our church's vision of learning loving, living God's Word. I'll close by saying that I truly hope and pray that all Christian denominations are prayerfully seeking the truth. One final verse of Scripture that comes from the book of Romans. So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the Word of Christ. Let us pray. Almighty God and gracious Heavenly Father, We thank you for your most holy word, and we ask that you would allow your word to fan the flames of our faith. As our faith is kindled, encourage us through your Holy Spirit to share your word with others, knowing that in time you will give the growth. Grant this through your Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.